The Everyman Podcast. The Everyman for Everyman. Brother Jay, what's shaking, baby? Bro, I am feeling good. I'm feeling blessed. I'm back home, off the road. Spent another week driving around uh, Massachusetts. It was, uh, oh, yeah. it was, a, it was a real gem. And um, you know, had a great, had a great podcast last week with Mike Mangini. And, uh, you know, that was great having that out. Got some good feedback on that. So I hope everybody enjoyed it. And uh, to, to Redditors that stuck around, uh, that, that uh, I, I appreciate you guys hanging in for the, for the show. And I think we got another one here that you guys are going to really enjoy. Mr. Naveen Copperweiss from Entheos today. Yes. Awesome. Love, love Naveen, man. He's love. a good guy. Real good guy. And good uh, guy. hard worker, every man to the core. Um, you know, we get into kind of talking about what his philosophy is on work, work ethic, and, and uh, how he's navigated being a professional musician all these years, and uh, especially as he, as he gets older and, you know, adds, adds more pieces to his life. Um, and, uh, you know, of course, they've got the Copper Crab podcast with his, uh, his lovely fiance, Miss Cheney Crab, uh, vocalist of Entheos. So uh, go ahead and make sure you guys check that out, and we, we talk mm-hmm. about that at length in the show. You'll be able to find that in the show notes, as always. That's where the links go. And uh, yeah, man. So, Daryl, what's what's popping in your world this week, man? What have you, what have you been up to? Oh, man, you know, just trying to basically, uh, how, how can I say this? Navigate the everyman wiles at NFL Films the best way that an everyman can. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's been a challenge. It's been a challenge. And, yeah. you know. We're we're living the everyman life, you know. We don't just mm-hmm. talk about it. Some you know things things go wrong. I, I lost my I lost my uh, bank card, and yeah. uh, on a work Shit. trip, and forgot my credit card like an idiot because I had emptied my wallet out for the concert and just forgot mm-hmm. to put it back in because I was just in the afterglow of uh, Dream Theater for two days. And uh, you know anything that could go wrong went wrong. My you know I, I my tape measure broke. All this it was it was ridiculous, Daryl. And all I could think of was. This will be good pod material. Oh yeah, yeah, it was, and and I know we talk about it in the uh, uh, not at great length, but uh, to a certain degree, the lengths of my everyman situations here mm-hmm. um, in NFL films with some audio slash wardrobe malfunction disc like situation. I like to attribute it to something like a wardrobe malfunction because it was you know it could have been avoided. <laughs> Would have been a lot easier if it was just yeah. your nipple popped out yeah just if it, if it was just if it was just a teat shooting through i mean you could cover that back up but uh pop some electrical tape on that bad boy and that little hershey yeah, kiss there and just cover it up just you know put something on it smear it on <laughs> put it on place it on tack it on however you want to do it um get it back on there and uh you know keep keep uh, pushing the everyman positivity uh but no no that we did we we had a little bit of something different there uh, that you'll hear about in the pod. That's right. As always, we, we push through, we persevere. So um, strap in and enjoy this. Uh, yeah, make sure you strap in. If you're, if you're driving, you buckle up. In. It's the law. Fam. No fishnet t-shirts. Okay. No unless, unless you're, yeah, unless you're high. We talk about a little bit of high level drummer fashion. Yeah. Some guys can do it. Some guys, I think you get a certain level of talent. You just do whatever feels right for you. Yeah. Shout out. Speaking of what feels right to you, um, I, I want to make a note here. So this weekend, um, I went to a WWE live event in Trenton, New Jersey, and I'm sitting in the parking lot, and in the distance, the near distance by the arena, I see a a golden SUV 
mm. a, a literal golden SUV. And I said to myself, mm. that can be only one man. Only one person. Sure enough, shout out to the WWE 2K19 million dollar champion, Mr. Stefan T. Benson, the golden voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, saw him uh, at the show, friend of the friend of the Everyman podcast, former guest. Check him out back in the archives. And uh, oh, he, yeah. was, he was styling and profiling, uh, had the gold suit, had the title belt, had mm. the gold rip. It looked just was dripping and clipping phenomenal killing it so uh my friend stefan uh we'll be we'll be in touch soon brother uh, i was good seeing you man so so thank you for that and uh yeah so every man uh, universe enjoy this enjoy this conversation with naveen from from entheos and uh be sure to check out his podcast uh the copper crab podcast Ooh. with it with his fiance and uh, f- uh vocalist of entheos ms cheney crab um it's really cool uh look into into their lives and they kind of talk about a lot of stuff that we, we talked about today. So, so please do check that out. And uh, with that being said, bro, I think it's time to clip it and drip it. Clip it and drip it. Joining us today on the Everyman Podcast is one of my favorite drummers out there today. Someone who I think is easily in that conversation about best doing it right now. He's a producer, he's a songwriter, an entrepreneur, and he's not afraid to climb a 20-foot ladder and hang some drapes. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, my brother and true Everyman, the drummer of Entheos, Mr. Naveen Copperweiss. What up, what up? Naveen, my bro. Amen. It's great to have you here finally on the Everyman Podcast. And, uh, you know, we, we're kind of talking about uh, some current events. We're talking about Halloween right now, right before we started yeah, recording. Buddy. And uh, we're kind of discussing our ideas for costumes. And I think I think um, you, you hit on some good points. You're talking about being a vampire. Vampire. I think vampire every year for the rest of my life. Just that's got that one in the bag. Knocked Absolutely out. Absolutely great decision. Would great you, decision. Would you consider doing like a different vampire every year? Or is it the same vampire? Mm, yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. I, I mean, I think part of the reason why I like being a vampire is because you can just basically wear an outfit that you think is cool and paint your face white and put fangs in, and then boom, yeah. you're a vampire. You can just dress yeah, up like really. a like an yeah. industrial kid. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like you know, nobody could tell the difference if it, you could still wear that out on a Friday night, and then uh, you know. Yeah. I think it's because deep down I want to dress like that. Yeah, I'm too scared. A cyberpunk. So I get to. I get. Yeah, right. I, I get to just be like cyberpunk for one day a year. You know, and I'm like, no, it's a vampire. It's cool. It's all good. <laughs> yeah, with your with like a like a fishnet shirt and like a. I don't know if I'm going fishnet now, dude. You're ripped now, man. What are you talking about? <laughs> you're you're yoked, dude. You should be. If anybody is uh, rocking fishnet vampire shirts, it should be Naveen. Yeah, dude. Do a Terry Bozio. Oh yeah, exactly. He, <laughs> leather pants, you know Terry Bozio, great drummer, Daryl, um, and uh, he he kind of had this like eight layer tom tom thing where it was just like this world of drums. But like you would think that's enough of a signature look. But he right. took it one step no, further and no. he was wearing these fishnet shirts and like oh, wow. black leather pants and like chokers and just. Well, I think when musicians get to like a certain age. They they just have to like get this edgy look to them, dude. It yeah, helps dude. them. It helps them look like younger. Shirt? Yeah, like a fishnet shirt or like some eyeliner, guy liner, if you will, or like that's, uh, that's a some Jankos or something weird like that. Like a like someone tells them that there's got to be this edgy look to them now that they're 
and they're like 50 or whatever. Well, you know, that's my like, how do you, how do you pull off like a fishnet shirt? If you have like sailor chest hairs or something like, yeah, I don't know. Like, oh, you wax. I thought me get stuck in a, in a work. net. Like what happens? Like, I'm, I'm curious about that. A guy like that waxes uh, head to toe. I don't know. Yeah. I don't recommend it. Let's put it. No. I mean, that's always you're not a wax. You don't have any like sailor chest hair. So like if you do the fishnet, like you'll be fine as a vampire. I know you're not going to do it. But... I could do it. I could probably pull it off. I'd be I'd feel awkward. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, I sent him your Instagram. I sent him some of those pictures you're doing those, you know, those push ups and stuff. You're doing getting all getting all jacked on tour. Yeah. You, you, you have, you'll have no problem. You could do it. it. If you wanted to, you could do it. I couldn't do yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Or do you it. could. It would look way. I think you'd be like. Well, you know, if you did it, it'd be like, "What are you looking at?" <laughs> a lot of ability if I tried it. So I'm just gonna stay away. Just stay with my armor, my armor, my Renfair armor. Like I like the armor. Yeah, yeah. Daryl's going armor, bro. Daryl's going for like a uh, a knight type samurai yeah, knight for sure. Dark samurai yeah. elf mage. That sounds sick to me. Like I said, I just have like some black clothes already on deck and some and a jacket. So I just, get, I just go on Amazon, I get the teeth, and boom, good to go. Give me some little circular glasses. Oh, yeah. And blade or some shit. Yeah. Do like a, yeah, do like a blade, a mini blade. That'd be, that'd be good. You know. That's my favorite era of, 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 uh, vampire. Like, love it. Like blade. a Matrix vampire. Yes, yeah, yeah. like 1997. Yeah. 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 Between the vampire. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. <laughs> they were pushing a lot of that in the late 90s where you have like, it was like hacker meets latex exactly. meets exactly. meets like Power Man five thousand, and then they put it all together, and it would be like a ninety minute movie with Angelina Jolie. It was great. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I love that. They need I to. Love, they, uh, I love the Matrix and late nineties like awesome. sci fi movies and stuff. Well, well, Jay, aren't they bringing the Matrix back? Didn't you say a new one? Yeah, Daryl and I are actually discussing as one of our spinoff projects is. Uh, and yeah. a Matrix Four podcast yeah. because uh, they got the Matrix coming back. Neil Patrick Harris is going to be in the new Matrix. Hmm. I don't have a whole lot of faith for it. Damn. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I hope it'll be good. I hope it'll be good for sure. Because I was really just into the first Matrix, and then after that, I don't know. It got kind of Hollywood. Yeah, the two yeah, after crazy. Like when they were having like parties underground and tunnels. It, it just got kind of I don't know. Lost me. Lost me. What happened? Yeah. Yeah, they had they need... new Terminator though. That might be kind of sick. Yeah, dude. I mean, no. No. anytime you oh, yeah. have like you know, guns and explosions and people turning into water and going back, it's crazy. I love well, it. well, how about Linda Hamilton? Know. Come on. Oh well, still yeah, got it. Cool. By the yeah, way, that's why I thought it was kind of cool. It's like they got. Uh, did they get Edward Furlong too? That's what I heard. I uh, if he's in it, I'm excited. I haven't heard if he is, but uh, Linda Hamilton still looking good. Good for her. Happy she's back. Uh, did you see Joker by by chance, Naveen? No, I've heard it's good though. Yeah, I don't, I don't go to the movies a whole lot, but I've we, we were talking to. about. Yeah, I know we were talking that we should go see that. It's sick, right? Yeah, it was it's great. Sick, it was great. Definitely, definitely worth seeing. It was uh, it was really just crazy heavy, and like I remember, I saw it, and uh, I texted Daryl on my way out of the theater. It's like I can't believe they made a move. They they made this movie. Like it's so. Really? Yeah, it was just like who thought this was. Like, I, I don't know. It was it was great. But uh, yeah, so we're just kicking it here, you know, talking shit, talking, uh, talking about movies, talking about talking shit, talking industrial vampire thing. You know, when you were talking about the musician thing, that's one of my favorite parts of Nam every year. I'm looking forward to that this year is those when you see those. I know, so That's where you see them the most there. It's I incredible. Think. And it's a lot of like the retail yeah. end people yeah. that are dressed like that, Daryl. And you'll see these guys there. They've been 
they're just holding living the dream still like the dream alive they're they're wearing the the same they're wearing the same jeans they're wearing in like 1982 you know and they're they're they're, they got their women with them and they're they're looking just as spectacular as they are wow and uh it's uh nam has some special some special folks there so is it lame or is it like really cool it's a fine line that's the thing <laughs> i can't tell <laughs> yeah it's a fine line because part of me I, I was just saying this to my girlfriend like because we were at you know i'm a big pro wrestling fan we were at a wrestling show last night shout out to the golden voice uh, one of our guests friend of the show stefan benson mm-hmm. i saw him there oh nice and uh this guy naveen he won a million dollars playing the wwe yeah. 2k19 game like he entered this competition did oh, all these damn. promos won the game yeah awesome story great guy um but anyway, I saw some people last night just like they're just living. They're they're dressed up. They're doing. They don't give a shit what anybody else thinks, and they're having having the time of their life. And I kind of I just the best way to be. Yeah, I love it. Oh, and like you, you know, when you see those people that are like still rocking the Motley Crew look, you're just like, hey, love it. I see Dude. you got a you got a little invader there, man. Dude, was like a fly. Why in here? I don't know what the hell's going on. Anyway, <laughs> Damn, <sorry. laughs> the flies going ape shit up in there, That's man. Annoying. Anyway, sorry about that. It's all good. We got to deal with flies on the Everman podcast. So I guess we should just jump into a little bit of something here to introduce our listeners to uh, to who you are. So Naveen, uh, tell us who you are. You know, where are you? What are you up to? And uh, what's your deal? Uh, Okay. well, I'm most known as a drummer and uh, band dude. I've been in Animosity was my first band. I was in Animals as Leaders. And then after that, I sort of just did, like, production. I do music production, uh, all types, metal, electronic, you name it. Mainly on the heavier side of the spectrum. After that, I started uh, the band that I'm in now, Entheos, with my, she was my girlfriend at the time, now fiance. We're getting married over the summer. Um, Yeah, we started that band, and we're doing that a lot. And we recently just started our own podcast, Copper Crab Podcast. My last name's Copperwise. Her last name's Crab. We put it, you know, put it together. Nice. And then, uh, yeah, it's just been awesome. Yeah, the, the Copper Crab Podcast is great. I've, I've been uh, enjoying it. I've been on the road a lot here. We've been talking about that on the podcast and been listening to ep- the first two episodes. And you guys definitely want to check that out. And it kind of gives a great inside look to a lot of the things that we have when we have guys like yourself on um, we talk about life on the road and uh that's kind of what you guys t- talk about and you know fan- yeah. fans of the of your music also get an insight into kind of your your creative process and um you take a lot of questions from your from your fans on social media so if you're if you're into yeah. that definitely check them out on youtube and yeah it's sort of like um i know uh you kind of alluded to i also install draperies i work a lot in that field and we, we just noticed that musicians in general, they don't, they put themselves online. They don't really talk about how they actually make it all work. How you can, how do they go on tour and, and play and play music and live their dream and also make it work with their home life and all that stuff. So we sort of started the podcast just to talk about that stuff. And when, cause whenever I post about that kind of stuff online, it gets like a huge reaction. You know, people, they thank me for like, Hey, thanks for just being real. And cause people are always wondering how to do all that stuff, how to make it work. So are we obviously right. that's what life yeah. is. Yeah. Trying to 
balance out everything and make it all work. So it's had a good response because of that. And uh, we didn't really see, you know, once we started doing it, I kind of noticed like there's not really a whole lot out there in, in the podcast world about that specific thing that I'm talking about. No, there's not. And, you know, one of the things that, that kind of inspired Daryl and I uh, to start this podcast was we we wanted to... Now, Daryl played played in the NFL. He played in the Canadian Football League, Arena Football League. Oh, damn. And uh, Daryl, you know, obviously he wasn't... Uh, he represents kind of the every man's journey through professional sports, where he's a guy that came in and, and did his job in a number of different places and then went on to do other things. And, you know, we kind of had this idea of like, well, what's the every man's story in the NFL? What's the every man's story in the music world? Exactly. Yeah. And we yeah. started looking around yeah. at like who we knew and, and we, we realized like, well, you know, we have an opportunity where, you know, maybe we can share some of the, the, the tenets of success for these different types of people with a broader audience and maybe make people's wheels turn a yeah. little bit in a certain direction. Yeah. And, you know, mm-hmm. Naveen, I've known you like uh, peripherally for, for a number of years. I always would bump into you in different places. And, um, you know, I don't think we really we, we finally connected as bros. We were <laughs> I was uh, hanging out uh, down on uh, at the TLA with between the Barry and me. You guys were on that tour. Yep. And I was wearing some Yeezys, and you were in, wearing some Yeezys, and we started talking about Yeezys and sneakers, like, oh, and yeah, and then we had like this hour long conversation about sneakers and hype, hype footwear, and all this stuff. That and was, we, uh, before I got into like budgeting money. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and uh, and uh, that's kind of how we connected, and um, you know, so so I've always I've always kind of known you um, peripherally and getting to know you a little bit more directly, and um, uh-huh. not a lot of guys that I know that are in the business, the music business are as open, like you're saying about what they're doing now. Everybody's hustling. Maybe it's lessons. Uh, A lot of guys teach, teach on the road, which, which they're out in the open with. But, um, you know, there's also a lot of guys that are working it jobs, you know, Dude, Um, almost everybody that we go on tour with has some sort of job and that's, uh, it's fine. It's not, it's not, there's no shame in that at all. Well, I feel like people, they want to make it seem like, Oh, I'm this huge musician and that's all I do. That's cool. I, I mean, that would be great if we could all do that, but the math is a thing. Well, I know you're, you're a couple (laughs) years older than me. So Naveen, so we kind of came up in the same, I would assume, um, environment kind of like what, what music was presented to us when we were coming up where, you know, there there was still we saw the end of that pop craze like within sync and where you had these like huge mega pop acts going on selling millions of copies of records and there there were heavy bands like lincoln park and you know rob zon like the, these bands that got bigger that were heavier but not like the kind of heavy that we're we do and what we're into but right. it did seem like oh wait a minute there is like look at disturbed look at you know like mm-hmm. look at avenge sevenfold whatever slipknot like there is a way to do that and and as as the economy of music changed with with really the advent of streaming um you know it changed the world and you know my so i came up in a musical family my father is a musician still is and he was a professional musician his whole life and he always told me like you need to have a way to pay the bills to fund your music like from the moment I was yeah. like, I'm going to go do this. They're like, okay, well, you need to have a job. You need to go to school. You need to do this. You need to do that because like, you can't just be a musician. So I think a lot of kids do not. And I don't know if your family had musicians, Naveen, but I uh, think families that don't, you know, and it's just like a kid who's inspired. 
They're like, I'm going to go off and do it. They don't really know any better. And they think maybe that that's the way that, oh, I'm a failure if I'm not 100% sufficient on music or sustain it. It works out. I mean, it does work out for some people to to be able to do it full time. And obviously that's what we're all trying to do. Right. But for me personally, I don't want to live on ramen. You know, I like having a nice life. So have a couple of pork chops every now and then. And I can get a lot done working and doing my music. I, I, it's not a problem. I can, I've always done that. And so I don't feel, of course, if I could work a little bit less and do music more, that would be awesome. But as of recent, that's what, you know, that's kind of what we're trying to do. We're trying to get more involved in different aspects of music. So then I can have more stuff to do each day with work. Because just being in a band for me, even if I was just in Entheos, it's not, there's not really enough stuff for me to do for full-time work. Right. That's not I don't really get that. Even people that are in, if, if you're in a band, let's say it like, well, I mean, what are you going to do when you're home for three months? Uh, after <laughs> or two months? Right. You know what I mean? Like I, I have to work. I like being busy. Right. So, but I, yeah, I'm trying to increase the amount of stuff I do within my passion for sure. And I think over time we'll just increase that and shrink the other thing. That's, that's my goal. Yeah. Well, I think also somebody like yourself who's very, um, you know, you downplay it, but you, you're, you're a guy that I look at where it's like, well, I know you play guitar at a very high level. You're, you're one of the best drummers that I'm, that I know personally, or just, uh, in general. Um, Thank you. you, you, you do your light programming, you, you DJ, you write electronic music. Um, you know, you, you, you've got your hands in everything possible. So, you know, that's, that's kind of the way I am in that it's never enough, um, and that's one of the things that I, that drew me to being in a band and being kind of the band leader is that yeah. it's like you're building a whole thing. It's not just music. There's the the business right. end and the, the yeah. logistics of transportation and the lighting and the fog machines and all this shit. And, it, and you put it all together. Um, you know, I think there's a, a, a common idea that maybe drummers are kind of the guys in the back just like doing whatever. Um, but a lot yeah. in our kind of world of music where it's it seems like the drummers are the main driving factor. So I wanted to see what your kind of thoughts are. And like, you know, uh, did you, did you know you were a band leader when you first started being in bands or did you kind of develop into that later? I'm curious how that worked for you. And then I'll hmm. kind of put I mean, my thoughts I on I have, it. I definitely have grown into the strengths, you know, uh, and you take more on as you go, but no, nah. Not really. I've pretty much started just as a drummer, and then I started I would play guitar, so I always started with Animosity, for instance. I was just the drummer, but I could you know write stuff on guitar, and I played guitar a lot, so I started contributing a lot to the music. And then uh, from there, you just sort of see where the gaps are in your band, and you try to fill them in. So with Entheos, it's pretty cool. I, I don't do like Cheney does the merch stuff, all the vocal stuff, writes all the lyrics, sort of spearheads all the logistical, you know, making the plans, getting all that stuff together. I'm not really that good with that. But I'll step up like, okay, we need a light show, I'll figure out how to fucking do lights. We need uh an in ear mix, 
rig figured out. Someone's got to run that. I'll run it. We need to get set up the click tracks or whatever. I'll do that. You know, I'm more of a the technical minded kind of a person. So yeah, I try to take on as much as I can in that aspect for sure. But doing it a hundred percent alone, it's not my thing. You know, I'm not, I don't want to be, I don't want to do everything. And I think as I get a little bit older, I want to try to just specialize more in the stuff that I know how to do rather than, cause it can be a double edged sword. You try to do too much and then you, you're doing, um, a lot of things, not that well. Right. Right. Yeah. You get watered down and you, you lose your, you lose your focus on your, what your primary, you know, value proposition is to your band or your, your project, you know, what, what thing you do best for it. And then, yeah. You know, you start you start pulling away and <clears throat> you know, um so like I like I was alluding to before, you know, I saw you I've seen you play with animals, I've seen you play by yourself, uh, with with your synth music, and that was I was sitting in the, the, the stands at the Trocadero Theater watching that and uh with my boy Jose, shout out home to my brother Jose. Um and I realized I was like, Wow, if you're if you're a good enough drummer you can actually get up there by yourself and people will watch and be engaged. And that planted a seed in my head. And after that, that's when I started, you know, Daryl could attest. That's when I started doing these like drum live drum remix videos. And then I started doing live sets with them and it, it, it turned into a real thing. And you know, I, that came from, from seeing you do it, you know, cause it was like, wow, it's awesome. some, like, you. you know, that's, that's uh, something that I didn't know was possible. And, um, you know, then obviously with Entheos and, and Extractus I had an opportunity to play with you, but all that just, I'm getting to the, to the, my, to the say that, um, I've seen how involved you are in every aspect of, of the gear. And, you yeah. know, I think people don't realize that bands at this level, um, it's like a, a never ending tech inquiry. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, Daryl and I were just talking. Daryl was dealing with some some IT issues uh, here before oh we got on the podcast, gosh, and uh, <laughs> okay. and it's like you're always dealing with that. So, to, talk to us issues a little bit. To get on the Skype call or like with your uh, work? Oh, it's just just with my work because I'm I'm a producer at NFL Film, so oh. it's actually pretty cool because uh, you know Brother Jay is always introducing me to like more people in the music on the right. music side of the spectrum like you and you know Mike Mangini and just just a host of others and so like to see you guys bond and to hear your stories because we're all about stories here it right. really is awesome but um, I digress downstairs I was an edit I was doing um, VODs for the NFL Network my editor because I was one of the producers in the room had an audio issue that was in the second quarter of the Redskins game he okay. didn't tell me until after the game was over <laughs> and um so we had engineers, we had like two or three engineers coming in. We had people in the CMR. We had people trying to unplug and replug and reboot and, you know, just do all these high level things. And me, because after my NFL career, I, I became an IT professional for a few years before settling in here at NFL Films as a producer. We always, okay. when we tr- troubleshoot, we go from simplest to hardest, most detail. But downstairs, right. they were like, all right, let's let's go. Did you turn it on and off again? <laughs> yeah, like, <so> <laughs> that's what I said. That's, a, like, that's the same like, thing I said. Doing, 
they're like taking line out. They're like reconfiguring like presets. And then I'm looking at the monitor and I've been, I've, I've been utilizing an NLE in premiere and media composer for the last 10 years. And I'm looking at the monitor monitor and I can see his audio mix. He's got level. And so I'm like, listen, Bob, you're my guy. You've been here a hundred years. I can see you have level. Did you check your preferences in, on, um, on iMac? And he was like, no, it's not that. We had this anomaly last week, and it anomaly. was a, a situation. I said, anomaly. I'm like, dude, <laughs> look at this fucking level right there. Just, just humor me and just try it. So, of course, I'm just a lonely producer, right? You, right? We're the tech guys. We know this. I'm like, all right, fine. You guys do it. So an hour later... I'm, I'm, I'm texting Justin. I'm saying, bro, can, you know, I'm sitting down here and edit. Can we push it back for a, a half an hour? I'm, I'm, I'm losing my mind here. And then, you know, like I text Justin again. I said, Hey, they're thinking like 20 minutes. So I'm sitting down there in the vein and I'm super like when I get upset, I get super husky, man. Like I'm yeah, just barreling. Like my fucking traps come out. I look like Serpentor <laughs> down there. And I say, look, dudes, you guys have tried your way for the last hour or two or whatever, right? I've been sitting over there fucking, like, just losing my shit. Is this a shit. live situation? This, this, is, this is live. Like, so, like, we have yeah. to have deliverables to the network within, like, by now, right? So, yeah. and, and I'm sitting there like, look, I want to get this shit there on time. I don't want, like, my, you know, I don't want my senior coordinating producer coming down on me talking about, hey, what the fuck's going on with your VOD? Why isn't it there? They need it, right? Yeah. Let me try something. Let me just try one thing. They're like, all right, cool. If you know better, you try it. <laughs> I shit you not, man. I walk up to a, to a station. I get the digital dial, and I turn it up. Just the fucking volume. Audio comes through. Whoa, yeah, whoa, yeah. <laughs> fucking love. That's why. Wow. All right, well, now we got to finish. It's like, no, I'm going to go upstairs and do this fucking podcast because I'm going to be with my brothers. <laughs> You're going to sit down here and figure, figure this shit, rest of this shit out. You got the time codes, you got the game time clock, you got all the fucking plays. You figure it out and finish it. If it doesn't get there, that shit's on you, not on me. You wasted my time for fucking hours. I said, each one of you fuckers owe me a check. You owe me a burger. All six, all six engineers were making six figures a year. You guys owe me a check. Thanks. Seriously. Bye. And well, you proved that you know. Hopefully, you'll get you'll get up there, right? You'll get up to that status. Yeah. yeah. Last week, we did the second episode of our podcast on Saturday, and uh, like at the very end, you know, we we're like, all right, you know, we're checking out. See you guys next week. And uh, the audio interface just like disconnects mm. out of nowhere. And I've never seen this happen before. But yeah. since it disconnects, it corrupted uh, the whole audio oh. and the fucking waveform was just blank jesus so like, you just right, have well. a blank video file no audio yeah no audio i was like God. Oh. uh cheney we have to do that podcast over again <laughs> <laughs> well you I know what dude that happens man like, that that'll um, happen that's why i got this roadcaster piece of gear not not to yeah. be, not to be uh doing an ad for them or anything but this thing has a built-in micro SD, so it record whatever the audio is right. going through. It records There's, a backup, yeah. and I'm recording on the computer. So if I have that, so I had I nearly had a heart attack. Our first interview, I'm interviewing John Petrucci, and I thought no, I lost the recording. Gonna, you're not going to call him back the next day, right? Like, dude, we need to do it again. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like so. exactly, exactly. <laughs> you know, and uh, but that, that's that's kind of the thing. So, like, how do you? What kind of advice do you have for? 
for kind of you know these these DIY uh, oriented guys like dealing with kind of you know maybe you're on the road and it's you're in Kansas City and you know guitar centers no longer stock anything usable for a professional musician and yeah. uh, you know you're, <laughs> how do you how do you deal with that, bro? I I mean first of all learn how to be patient because it's a tough thing, right? Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'll do all kinds of stuff on tour, dude. I had to like, I'll fix the trailer and shit like that. Like, you know, I'm not a guy who I'm not a mechanic by any stretch, but yeah, I mean, like I said, you, you just have to step up and do what needs to be done. Uh, there's no other way to put it really to your ability. I mean, I guess don't go too far now with that. Yeah. And rewire your (laughs) lights or something. And I guess you also learn how to, to, to branch out and ask people for help too. You know, like, uh, you know, people, people hang around, you see what, who, who has a kind of a a skill you didn't know about. Um, I mean, tour is a lot of that. Like I said, you know, cause you got the van, the trailer, all the gear. I mean, it's, unless you want to hire techs and stuff, that's, that's why people do that obviously. But if you're more on the lower end of the spectrum, me, can't always afford it. Learn how to work, man. Yeah. Always sleeps up. Yeah, man. You have to. But I mean, I, I've always kind of been like that. You know, like when I was a kid and I'd have a bike, you know, I'd like, first thing I would do is take it apart and try to put it back together and just, I don't know. I'm just, that's, and that's what I, that's what my job is, is to figure out how to install stuff, figure out how to uh, put together complex products. That's, hey, let me a question for you. You got uh, siblings? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. I was, I was, I was just about to say, um, I know me coming up, I had to do the same thing. I, I, I have no brothers or sisters. So okay. like, you know, you got to reverse engineer everything. Maybe that has something to do with it. Yep. There you go. Oh, so yeah, you're helping, exactly. helping your brother pick out, you know, yeah. do yeah. his transformer and shit. That's how my older brother was. It would be like, John, mm-hmm. come on. How do I do this transformer? You know, do, do it like this idiot, yeah. you know? Yeah, we're super close in age, me and my first uh, brother. So we were always just, yeah, like I said, just getting into it, taking stuff apart, trying to put it back together, freaking out because we couldn't do it or whatever. So. And my dad's sort of like that, too. And you had asked if my uh, family was musicians. My dad's actually a drummer. Oh, really? Nice. Uh, Does he still play? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He like, has a, so a band with his friends. They, they play all the time. So, you know, that's really cool. And, and I talked to my dad about this, and um, I'm sure your father could relate, and maybe you've had these conversations, but, like, you know, I, I, my dad sometimes will play for me these old, you know, shout-out to Magellan. My dad listens to every episode of the podcast. Um, nice. He, nice. He, he's got some great old prog rock from the seventies, like Sunfighter and stuff. I keep telling him one of these days I'm gonna I'm gonna re-record Sunfighter and put it out this this twenty minute prog epic. But uh, I don't know if I have heard that. It's it's a it's a classic. I'll have to send you an, uh, a a reel in the mail. Um, All right. <laughs> so, but but he he talks like I listened to the drumming, you know, in the seventies and like what my dad was doing, um, and he tells me like when he's watching the stuff that I'm doing, like how far drumming has come. And it's really, it's, I explained to Daryl, um, you know, I'm kind of, I, I kind of view myself as like, I'm like a drummer historian, amateur historian. Like I really enjoy the idea of, I, I research into these guys and find out, you know, like who was the first guy that did this, where'd they get it from and how, how is that expressed through history? You know, and like an example I use often is somebody like, um, you know, like, uh, Neil Peart, right? And, uh, 
you know, you, you have him who leads to Mike Portnoy, who leads to, you know, all of a lot of the drummers that are, you know, in our age range now, um, inspired right. by in general. And um, it, it's really amazing to see how far the mechanics of drumming have, has shifted. And, you know, I know. I was, nuts, man. I was just, I just spent last, you know, some time with Mike Mangini last weekend and, and he's like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm playing better than I've ever played. And I'm like, yeah, like, okay. And then I said, I watched the show and sure as fuck, the guy is playing better than the last time I saw him. And it really blows your mind because like when a guy like Mike Mangini is like, no, I'm working on these things to get this yeah. better because I want this result. And he's like, as top of the pile as you can get it inspires you to be like as a drummer you're like wow i guess there is still room to grow for sure i mean it's like that with every everything that you do except like highly physical stuff like football obviously people have a lifespan in that sort of thing but yeah with yeah. drumming or playing guitar and stuff if you don't get carpal tunnel or something you can always go further and that's why people like doing it and, and I, that's uh but i i I see that in a lot of different things. You know, like I started doing jujitsu recently. Nice. Like, those guys are, uh, I learn a lot of lessons from them because they feel the same way. You know, they're like, it's, it never ends. It never gets easier. It's just always a, th a mm -hmm. journey. And, um, and it's really cool. It's cool to, to see that thread that kind of connects everything. You know what I mean? Well, that's something that we learn, you know, when we're talking to these, these individuals like yourself and, you know, when you bring on somebody who's, uh, we, we had a guy on who's coming out here a couple of weeks who invented this ref cam and this, this camera that goes on a referee that can track motion in real time and has all this software to counterbalance, you know, movement and shit. And, you know, it's just like every, we're in this age right now where we are really accelerating fast. And I don't think it, if you don't pay attention to it, um, it doesn't seem that impressive, but uh, we're all kind of benefiting from it. And it's cool being in the podcast space, as you and I were talking about the other day, because it's yeah. like it's like a great opportunity to to start connecting all those dots, you know? Yeah, I think it's really cool. Also, because it's it's definitely uh, really popular. Obviously, podcasting is really popular, but I don't. It sort of reminds me of like the earlier days of YouTube, yeah. where there's still room to grow within it oh yeah where you know oh, yeah. whereas like for instance people who do like drum covers and stuff it's mm -hmm. like how many guys are there that are like have like millions of plays and just dominate it's i think it would be harder for someone to break through in some of those those mediums that are already so popular you know and, and obviously podcasting is is popular but i just think there's more room and there's still not everything has been done yet within oh, the, yeah. you know and also in, in kind of the world that we're in, you know, this, um, I don't know what you want to call it, underground metal, yeah. you know, shred metal dudes, of network mm -hmm. of dudes that we all know. Um, there's nobody really doing that yet that, that's kind of getting all these stories and connecting the dots. So it's it's really cool. Yeah. So so one, one story I wanted to get from you, my man. Um, <clears throat> you know, as a drummer, um, I find, you know, the most important bond in the, in the band is the drummer and the bass player. Um, oh, yeah, dude. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, you know, when I, like I said earlier, I've seen Entheos kind of in all its formations. Um, and yeah. I got to see you guys with Evan Brewer. And nice. Evan Brewer is, for, for those listening, you know, bass players may not be on your radar. Um, but Evan Brewer, in my opinion, is, is one of the, the finest working bassists 
out there regardless of genre or status yeah. and and i don't know you know i don't have the, the all the information but i I would imagine he could go and play in any band at any time, yeah, yeah. any genre, any tour. Like he could go be an Entheos or he could go play with Madonna and it would be oh, yeah. perfect. <laughs> like he's that talented, um, yeah, yeah. you know, and I know, I know he, he kind of went his, his separate way. He had some time commitment things. I don't want to, I, I don't want to speak on that cause I don't know enough about it. Um, uh-huh. but I wanted to get your opinion on, you know, what's it like playing with Evan Brewer and, yeah, and, and what do you think cool. about, that idea like that the drummer bass connection um, really helps develop yeah, yeah. The, the sound because also your sound is very percussive where you're locked in with what the bass is doing and, and there's like that slapping yeah. and that, that kind of linear groove style that you're doing. So tell us a little bit about Evan Brewer, man. Yeah, so uh, dude, I met him when I was 16 or 17 maybe, like on my first little mini tour, my band, my band Animosity we got it together enough to do like a little run, you know, we were super young. Like I said, just had our licenses and everything. And then we played with reflux, which is Evan. Uh, it was Tosin Abbasi's first band and it had Evan on bass, Tosin on guitar, Ash, the dude who runs Sumerian was, was the vocalist. And they had a drummer who isn't really doing a whole lot these days. Vinny, who was amazing though. Really, really sick drummer. Uh, so we just obviously hit it off. I was like, damn, these guys are super sick. And we, I stayed friends with all of them, especially Tosin and Evan. And then reflux kind of took a break because Tosin wanted to go to school to, uh, learn more about music. So he went to music school in Atlanta. And at that point, animosity had got kind of bigger. So we immediately hit up Evan, like, dude, you want to play for our band? And we always wanted him to be in the band. That'd be amazing. So. He joined in Animosity, so we did a bunch of touring together. We got to be really, really close. And, I mean, he taught me a lot about music in general, like just about music theory and um, inspired a lot of that aspect for me because he knows a lot about that kind of stuff. And also, like, the just that integrity that he has is something that I've always looked up to. He's like, I'm he kind of put that fire in me to be, to want to always do stuff that you can really stand behind instead of being a, you know, working musician, quote unquote, and just do anything that you can get. He kind of had the attitude of, I'm going to do what I think is super sick. And if that doesn't make enough money, well then I'll work, you know, like he's kind of put that original, like blue collar musician, yeah, vibe. We, we always related on that. So uh, when we started Entheos, we all had some time apart, and I had actually worked on one of his solo albums too. I right. did the drums and uh, helped him produce it a little bit, mixed it, which was a blast. It was awesome. And uh, so yeah, he joined up in Entheos. He wasn't doing anything. He had just left the Faceless, and. It was a good time. Uh, he had a kid a couple, uh, about a year and a half ago. So he was like, you know, I don't want to be an absent dad. I want to stay home and do the dad thing for a while. And we still talk. I mean, it's not like he's out of the band permanently. I mean, I think we'll still have him on the albums and stuff like that. And at least until his daughter gets a little older, you know, and can kind of understand 
why someone's going on tour and that kind of a thing. You know what I mean? Those first few years are pretty. Yeah, that's really. And life's long. You know what I mean? Like sure. life is yeah. long. You don't. Well, who knows what's going to happen? It's really so, it's respectable to uh, yeah. look at it that way. You know. But he's dude. He's the one of my best friends and a, just a super sick musician in general. Not like he plays bass, but he understands other stuff. And he's so musical. Like, well, didn't yeah, he grow he was, up? Didn't he kind of like grow up with the Wooten brothers? Yeah, yeah. Mainly uh, Reggie, right? Roy, actually. Oh. Wow. Uh, Re- yeah, Reggie and and Roy. Yeah. Re- is Reggie the guitar player? Uh, yeah. Well, he does both. Okay. Yeah, because he. I know that he knows Victor, but he, because that's the bass player. Right. But he actually said he learned a lot more from the guitar player. I think. Yeah, it's that's that's either Roy. That's or Reggie, Roy, because Reggie also plays. Cause Reggie, I think, does bass in Victor's band. Yeah, I could be wrong. But I yeah, don't know. A couple drummers talking about bass players. Somebody will correct yeah. us in the YouTube comments, I'm <laughs> yeah, sure. Exactly. I'm dumb. I get to play. That's what I like about being the drummer. I'm just like, yeah, I'm, I'm a drummer, dude. Come on. Yeah, me. come on. What do I know? <laughs> he, just... Yeah, he's from Nashville, and he's always lived there. And uh, so he knows a lot of people from that community. That makes sense. That that pop music community. Yeah, he's he's an outstanding Super guy. Super sick and... dude, though, man. Super sick dude. And, and, you know, anybody listening that's curious about kind of Evan Brewer's sound, you know, go go check out his work with The Faceless, uh, you know, if you're if you're feeling that death metal vibe. Um, and also his work with Entheos and his solo material, you just pop his name there into uh, Spotify or YouTube, whatever it is, and it'll pop right up. Um, yeah, really cool. Yeah, thanks for, thanks for sharing that, man. So, um, awesome. you know, uh, w- one of the things you guys talk about uh, on your podcast, on, on the Copper Crab Pod, is... Uh, you know, you and Chaney, obviously, she's your fiance, and you guys are living together. Yeah. You're touring together. And something I ask every, um, and I don't want to retread this because I know you talked about this on episode two of your podcast. It's all good. We talk a lot about uh, mental health. And, uh, you know, I experienced it when I was touring where you, you, you get that, that rush of adrenaline performing, and then you, you leave, and then you're in a, a, a shitty bathroom and, and south carolina you know what i mean and and, you know it's it's like you the 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 distance between the highs and lows of touring is uh outstanding and you know you kind of nailed that nailed it where you're saying you know people are asking what the downsides are of touring with your significant other but nobody's asking about the positives and i would think like if you've got a healthy relationship that's got to be People are probably jealous of that because when 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 you're having those down time, like she's right there with you, and, and vice versa. So, um, yeah, how, you know, how's <laughs> tell our audience a little bit because they're used to hearing about that, and, and you know, if they want to hear more about it, they can yeah. listen to the the, the uh, Copper Cab uh, Copper Crab Pod. What's Dude, that like? Cab, right? He's that uh, the Gingers Have Souls guy. Okay, uh, who who is that? Copper Cab. Yeah, Copper Cab is the. I don't know if you remember those videos yeah. from a few years ago. Yeah, the Gingers do have souls guy. He's like freaking out on YouTube. <laughs> Maybe that's why it's in my. It's on my tongue there. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> but yeah, um, I mean, tour is is a lot like um, the type of thing that sort of exposes what's already there, right? Like if you like yeah. to drink a little bit, yep. you go on tour, you're gonna drink a lot. If you like to. You know, if you think you if you get into arguments with your band a little bit at home when you go on tour, you're gonna get into a lot of arguments, right? So uh, that's really what it uh, what it boils down to. And traveling with your spouse is not is no different, really. It's like if we had the relationship where we're fighting all the time and you know didn't see eye to eye on a lot of stuff, then yeah, tour is gonna be a freaking nightmare for you. But fortunately, 
with us, we get along really well. So going on tour is cool. And she's a more independent person. You know, she doesn't need me to like hold her hand all, all day or whatever. So she's able to do her thing. And, and I'm not like a, it would be weird if like, if I, if she was super like dependent like that. And maybe if I'm like, if I was a jealous boyfriend, that's not going to work because she's talking to guys all night, you know? So you got to have that trust and not be a jealous. You got to be the right person. Yeah. Right. So it's been great, dude. And like I said on the podcast, it's, we, we fill in the gaps and I've already sort of said that today. You Mm -hmm. know, she does a lot of stuff that I don't know how to do and just haven't done. And I do stuff she doesn't know how to do. So it's been great. And it helps a lot because when we get home, we can always talk about the band and stuff to work on and having shared goals together is, has been really fun. And I think another thing that helps us out is we were together for like, I think five years before we even started the band. So nice. Yeah. I would think if you just ran out, just got together and started a band at the same time, that's a little bit weird. Right. Yeah. But, or you're already on tour and then you decide to start being a couple and then I could th- you know, that's probably a recipe for disaster. Yeah. And I think people think of that scenario yeah. more than we've been together for five years already. We sort of already know each other's quirks. You know, we know what we know what to do when one's mad and one's not, you know, you know how to calm each other down. Obviously still working on it all the time, but so in that in that case starting the band was great you know it's really cool and yeah. now we do the podcast together too so it's like a whole nother layer well i enjoy watching the dynamic that you guys have with each other because you can really see um that you do balance each other out you know and yeah. and yeah. that that she's kind of got a very she seems to be a very methodical you know even just with the way she kind of t- how she speaks and goes through things and i can see how that could you know uh, somebody you know like a, a creative you know tinker like yourself could that could yeah. come in handy because that's kind of the way i am you know if i didn't have somebody to kind of help me keep my life organized it would be uh tricky and you know one okay. thing I, I was thinking about that's interesting so i've been on the road for like the last month for like a week at a time and i come home for the weekends and go back out and i always feel like when i come home for like the first and daryl you can relate to this bud because you travel all the time bro mm-hmm. i feel like i'm i'm going left and she's got, you know, and then like, I need to, I'm going to grab the walnuts and she's grabbing the wall. It's like, ah, and then like everything, I'm like, I'm in the way, like our timing yeah, yeah. is off, Physically you know, in the way. Yeah. right? Like, I feel like that our timing as two cohabitants is off. And, yeah, I, yeah. and when I'm, when I, when I'm driving, you know, I'm going from place to place, I'm on the road and I'm like, you know, I got my. I got my bottle of trip, my trash bag over in the corner. I got my mints right where I want. You know what I mean? Like you Mm -hmm. get this like road life that, you know, you start doing weird things that you might not normally do just to get you through. Like I'll sit there and I'll just watch back and forth between the different news channels just to keep my brain off of the fact that I'm like away from home and I'd rather be home, you know? And Mm -hmm. I wonder like, do you feel like you stay in tour mode all the time now because your you, your lives are together or is it like you are able to kind of unwind from that that's a good question well it's actually weird because on tour we really don't hang out that much which is kind of weird like what you said about having your own like the van and stuff van life it's so small right like we're not 
like sharing a suitcase and shit like that. You know, it's like we have everything's real separate. Like I'm on one bench, she's on the other. And it's it's sort of weird because it's like she'll be mingling with people all night and I'll be doing my thing. And we're just so busy on the road that it's not really like a it's not we don't have as much time to hang out like we do at home. And then even at home, we both work a lot and we both are working on stuff constantly. So we try to just hang out like we set like Saturday. It's like we just hang out, you know, because it could be so easy to just constantly work and not really spend that much time together. But yeah, it's kind of weird. It's like on tour, it's not like we get sick of each other because we just don't really have that much time to spend together. So it's almost like, I don't know, when we get home, I feel like a breath of of air just like we can actually just be alone and do our whatever we want to do i don't go to dinner and stuff like that yeah because you got you got your normal couple for a little while for sure because because i would imagine when you're when you're touring like you know i I see what it's like you got people who you know you might have a meet and greet or you got a lesson or you got you got all these people that kind of need time from you and and it's almost like you're not even really touring with yourself like at that point it's just like yeah well that's us on the band that's us on the road and you know when we get home and then that's when we cuddle and watch netflix and shit because yeah you know i could when i when i started thinking about like that's probably what people think is like oh they're just fucking cuddling in the van all the time (laughs) and it's like like you know like like a couple of teenagers you know and and, uh it's like yeah i'm like driving super late cheney's asleep you know um we kind of have a little bit different sleep schedule on the road. You know, she spends a certain amount of time getting ready for the show, warming up. She, she has to do her vocal stuff. She goes to merch a lot and I'm doing my thing, setting up drums, setting up the lights, the the in-ears, all that crap. And before you know it, the night's over, you know, it's, it, it just goes by so fast. It's, it's it, nuts, man. It does, and I always, I always think about. I always try to take a minute, like once your stage is set, and there's like right before you have to sit down at your kid. I always try to enjoy that. Yeah, tense. I know, I know. You know what I mean? Like you just like okay, yeah. let yeah. me breathe this in because this. So the minute we start, it's over. Yeah. It, you're on autopilot. You're you're doing a thousand different things, and then it's like oh shit, I dropped a stick. Hang on, boop boop boop. Let me fix this. Oh, okay. I just put up hole through my beater like you know whatever yeah. it is and 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 then you know then you're tearing down you're covered in sweat you're wrapping cables and and then yep. uh you know everyone and then you look around and everyone's gone and that's that's what i'm getting at which is that's when the when the terror strikes which is like wait a minute did i get anything out of this like yeah i know i yeah. i put my here i am in the middle of wherever i am and i'm empty and lonely why am i doing this like i think if i think every music <laughs> i think every musician has that like moment once they get out there uh and if you don't maybe i don't know what that says but um i'm sure yeah. you can relate to that oh definitely i mean i think i definitely went through that a lot in my former bands and that's sort of why i decided to just make music on my own because i could have a little more control over what my schedule would be and I wouldn't have to travel as much and all that. And then, I mean, honestly, dude, if I wasn't in this band with Cheney, I don't know if I'd still be doing it because there's just always hard times where you're just like, man, I don't want to do this anymore. But yeah. Cheney will be like, and we do, we both do this. If one of us is feeling sorted down, it's like the other one can right. be there 
to sort of be like, hey, let's just keep going. It's going to be not, not a big deal, you know, blah, 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 blah. Whereas it's sort of harder to do that with a band member that's just a band member, right? Yep. And Mike, in my, uh, like, the, the in my opinion, just what I've noticed. So it, it definitely encourages me to keep going for sure. And that we're, ha- that we have that vision together. It's, it helps, it helps me keep going for sure. Dude, I'm, I'm glad you said that. Cause, um, my wife, when, yeah. after, after like, after my sixth year playing NFL ball and then kind of transitioning to Canada and, and Montreal for a couple seasons and then still chasing the dream to play in the NFL, but then kind of relegating myself to, uh, arena football. And you can make some decent money, and it wasn't about money early on, but it was it was just about how how often I could put my hand in the dirt and keep doing what I love. But you know, just like you, uh, if you don't have honestly, if you don't have somebody that's you know equally yoked with you that understands your dreams, your goals, your yeah. aspirations, yep. dude, you just you you honestly. You, there's a portion of yourself that phases out of the passion and then you're kind of like, totally. okay, what else, what else is there? I, I got to do something else. Kind of like you were saying, you want to stay busy, uh, kind of nurturing all of the gifts, talents and treasures that, you know, have been bestowed upon you. But, you know, without that first passion or without somebody that's kind of really rooting for you, that's near you, near and dear to your heart, it's, you kind of, you fall out of phase with it. And literally I, I want to say my last, I probably would have stopped playing after Canada if it wasn't for my wife saying, you know what, babe, like you still have something left, you know what I mean? Like you still have more in you. I know they're telling you you're old and you, you've just turned 29. I know they're saying that you don't have, you don't have it in you. Like I know they're saying you're slow or you're long in the tooth. (laughs) You drink too much Mountain Dew. (laughs) Drink too much Mountain Dew, you know? Um, But my wife was probably, honestly, I, I say my wife, after uh, letting go of my agents in IMG, she, where she just said, listen, it's just us. Like, let's just go. Fuck, fuck those guys. Like, they want 3%. They're not, you know, yep, doing, yep. you know, it's just, you know. Yeah, it's like they can put that strength in you yeah. that you might yeah. not have otherwise. And that's, yeah. to me, that's the whole point. I mean, one of the best parts of having a, a, a wife or a spouse or what, what marriage is, is about, you know. And I, well, you don't learn that until you get older. You know, yeah, and and that's the thing that's so yeah, amazing. Go through well, some shit. You gotta go through stop. You know? Fuck that's it. What it's right there. Go through some shit. <laughs> Absolutely. That's right there. If you, if you don't go through shit, like you won't know. Like you're because exactly. if everything is fucking fine, then you're gonna be all right. You're gonna be all right. There's no problem. Yeah. Right. So you don't really see how you're gonna react until you yeah, you've been through some some shit. Some shit, man. That's what it's all about. Shit. <laughs> that's cool and then after that you started working at nfl films immediately or? you know it's, it's 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 so weird so when i was in when i was in canada um you know again kind of like how you are with drumming like hey what else can i do to kind of stay yeah. busy make extra exactly. loot right you know canada canada's okay money but like you know it's canadian and you're the the weight of the the american dollar kind of it changes right. every week so yep. you know um so while i'm there you know jim pop on the team and we had a French Canadian IT professional that was disgruntled um, and wasn't, you know, wasn't happy with. Can you imagine, let me just interrupt for a second. Can you imagine (laughs) dealing with a fucking French Canadian IT person? Like IT people are usually, usually dicks, 
but a French Canadian one would probably be so arrogant. Like, did you did you reboot the router? <laughs> well, dude, well, I, I tell you what, it, you're, you're not too far off with, with that. But uh, you know, he was he was he was upset. He wasn't getting this fair shake, and he just left. And you know, we had no video guy. And so, if you're on a team and you have no video guy to to comp- to, to to put your clips together every every day in pa- practice, to to make sure you have your highlight cutups for every position group, and like you're fucking lost. And so, I was like, listen, like. I mean, I graduated from Notre Dame. I got a degree in computer science and engineering, double major with English. Operating systems was my master's, but, like, I could do anything. It didn't matter. I was like, but yeah. we need someone. But I'm not going to do this shit for free. So right. I was like, yeah, Jim, pay me a few extra grand Canadian. There you go. Under the table. Everybody will get this shit. It'll be, it'll be laced up, and, and things will be cool. And so Jim's like, no. And so we went, like, two extra weeks, and, you know, it was – Calamity. Oh, we were in the games, but like we can't see cutups, and like coaches are like, "Dude, what's going on?" So he's like, "Okay, D, this is what we're gonna do. All right, you go ahead, you handle it, you." And then one of my my other uh, teammates, Karan, because he he really awesome KW Productions. He was putting some really awesome highlights together, so we kind of banged it out together, paid us a few extra grand Canadian, and we were playing, so it worked out. So, but yeah. that springboard to to production NFL films when I was done playing and in, in Canada and they didn't bring me back and I came back below the border and I'm sitting at home my son was here my baby boy Aiden and I'm sitting at home I'm a stay at home dad and no more football no more I was I was yeah you know, I just had my baby my baby boy crying and I was losing my mind a little bit I was like I gotta do something I can't just be at home <laughs> big ass dude is not doing anything and so uh, I sent a letter back to uh, um, Mark Tressman their staff he knew a person he knew a guy uh, here at NFL Films his name was Greg Cosell who's the executive producer of NFL NFL matchup the executive right. producer of NFL matchup and um, he said listen I got a guy I can't promise you anything outside of the fact that he'll he'll work his tail off He's a whiz at the computer, um, and you know, can you, you know, talk to him, whatever? I, I, you know, and so, you know, they they told me that cut your cut your hair, you know, look presentable, and go to NFL Films. And it was so funny because the first person I met downstairs in the lobby was Steve Sable, and wow. Steve Sable was like, "Hey, bro, uh, are you here for an interview?" Yeah. I'm like, "Yeah, I'm here to meet Greg Cosell." He's like, "Yeah, Greg Cosell's my butt." Come on, I was like, but Kara Angelucci's one of the coordinating producers. I got it. He's like, don't worry, we'll catch up with you later. With her later, I went on a tour with Steve Sable my first day here for an hour. That's crazy. everywhere. Everywhere we went, and she went to go find us. We weren't, and then we ended up back in Greg's room. We That's were, the best, said, right? Oh, dude, it was awesome. And you so know, you were just like, I'm in after that, right? I dude, when you went home, it was it was just. I didn't even. I don't even know if it was really an interview. I think it was just you know. Four or five guys sitting down with Steve Sable and shooting the shit, and they were like, "You know what? He I fits. I vibe. And then that was it. You well, know, that's my first year, and then after that, I'm, I'm here, man. So that's very cool. That's very cool. I mean, that's in Philadelphia, right? That's where you're at. Yeah, we're in Mount Laurel, New Jersey. Yep. Oh, okay. Yep. Very cool. Yeah, I mean, that's what being—that's what making money is. You're yes. trying to find something that someone's not doing and do that and that's how people earn money in in our society so you can do that in music and you can do that in any field you just got to get creative you know like if you could have just sat there and said like i'm not fucking i'm playing football i'm not doing that video shit fuck that 
well, then you wouldn't be where you are now. Right. And that's, I think that's a good lesson for any musician or, or anybody listening. And that's, again, something that I've come to realize is everything is related. You know, it's all the same. We just make it feel different because of our emotions that are attached to the specific thing. Right. Right. Like so many people that are musicians would disagree with what I just said. Right. They'd be like, Oh, I'm the, you know, working in a cubicle. It's not like playing in a band. And it's like, yeah, I get that. You know, you don't have the same passion, but the principles are the same. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So, Absolutely. It's just doing your best, looking at what everyone, where, where does this team need help? And I'm going to do that. And eventually you're going to, it's going to lead to good stuff. Yeah. You know, Naveen, that's something that we, we hammer home here all the time, which is like, it's a combination of being prepared, treating people well, and then taking an opportunity. And like you're saying, if you're looking to kind of fill those gaps and like, how can I create something that has value to somebody? Well, if you treat so people if you treat people well when you interact with them and and you um, you always leave them with a good experience, then when it comes time to be like, hey man, uh, you know I'm doing a podcast. Would you mind Would you mind like hopping on for a little? Oh yeah, yeah, sure. Like yeah. that's that's how it works. And you kind of you you build on these. Um, it's like an exchange of like you know somebody giving you their <laughs> their validation or their time um, that that helps you move your thing to the next level and you know when i when i we we have this thing naveen we call it the cosmic canoe on the show and and, and the general idea of it is that you know we're all on a shared journey and whether you know you're in california and we're in we're in the philadelphia area or whatever you know everybody's everybody's kind of connected and um that's like how daryl and i met daryl you know daryl has to go through all these things to find himself in a position at NFL films, you know, years after his playing. And then, then he needs metal music. And then, you know, his wife happens to meet somebody and gets connected to me. And then it's like the exact thing they were looking for. And it was just like, it's happenstance. And then from that, we thought that was the big, big thing that was going to be between me and Daryl, our relationship. But now we started this podcast and we're talking, we're talking to all these great people and sharing, you know, positive ideas with people. I mean, we got people in, in Iran and Indonesia and Thailand and, and Russia and, you know, I mean, all over the world, people are listening to this now and um, kind of getting the, these these good ideas. So uh, it's 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 all really it's all really cool. And, and you can't plan that. No, you know, you nah, man. Just keep nah, going dude. and take the opportunity as it comes and then it leads to good stuff like you. You would have never been like, all right, man, when you're a kid. I want to start a podcast right. with an ex-football player. <laughs> uh, time off. You know, that's never gonna happen. Right, like you would yeah. me. I'm gonna say, all right, man. I want to meet a girl. We're gonna start a band. And then we're gonna. It's like, yeah, right. I never would have thought in a million years that I'd yep. be in a band mm-hmm. with my girlfriend. Yeah, yeah but I'm not playing in a band awesome. unless I can marry the singer. Yeah, it's like that's <laughs> never gonna happen. So yeah, dude. And that's why it's important not to get too caught up in, you know exactly where you're going to end up it's having fun on that journey yes. that you guys are talking about and making sure that you're doing the best you can and it for me it's it's worth it's learning it's leaning towards good stuff for sure yeah man well you know what's i think social media plays plays a big factor in in what's kind of changed the 
uh, goals of the the modern musician where, you know, when we were growing up, man, there was no, like for me, my motivation was like, I got to get in modern drummer. Like from, to me, that <laughs> meant I made it if I was, if modern drummer acknowledged my playing and ultimately I, I had a feature on their website and that was like, great, you know? And, yeah. but now you've got, well, if I, if I play really good and if I, if I can play this cover with uh, flaming drumsticks and I sync up the lighting really well, and I get this video right. viral. And then, from there, I can get an, a role in a TV show. Like, no one, it doesn't seem like there's many people that are, like, getting into it because, like, you know what, fuck it, I got a story to tell, and I want to share yeah. my art. And I'm going to, however it happens, it happens. Like, people look at it, it's like, okay, well, this is my vehicle to stardom or wealth or whatever. So they may not be willing to kind of look at it, like you're saying, for, for the for the journey as opposed to the end yeah. spot. Yeah. Well, yeah, even I mean, like, it's... oh, go ahead, go, go ahead. ahead well, just do it. Well, even like, and I was just real quick, like what Davina was talking about earlier. You know, and 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 brother Jay, we talk about the social media aspect all the time. That I totally agree with you, Davina. It it takes work, man. Like you have to actually work your craft. Work is work. Like, it's work everywhere you go. <laughs> you know what I mean? And whether it's, uh, you know, sideloading jujitsu on the side of it, mixed martial arts, so you can actually sharpen your craft even more or Excellent. finding out, hey, what other, how you can fill in the blanks like you were saying earlier with other things that you're gifted in, which also is related and helps you become better at your craft. So the, the social media aspect, a lot of people are like, hey, there's an agenda, right? But that agenda, to the real work that it takes to make sure that you're nurturing the proper things for your journey. So yeah, and look at the people who are killing it or whatever on social media. Those people are putting in more work than you. <laughs> yeah, that's why they have that. They're not just being candid. It's no dude. They're like hustling on it, scheduling stuff, constantly thinking about it. So oh, look what we did I with this podcast, it. man. You know, like you got to stay on top of it. And I'm sure once you start you know, you start branching out into having guests and stuff. You'll see what I'm talking about, where it's like this weird idea where the podcast only lives now for a week and you may have the greatest podcast of ever today. This might be the best thing we ever do. But after on the sixth day, you know, the next one's coming out and it's on, on to the next thing, exactly. you know, like you can't you can't be caught up. And now I know you're, you're out in that Los Angeles area. Have you ever have you ever had the, the benefit uh, of of coming across like an, a social media influencer and her boyfriend taking pictures. Oh, uh, you know what I mean. Where like I so like I I've seen I, it at Nam. Where like Northern California. Oh, okay. Well, I, I've I seen. Used to live in LA, and then I moved up here like a few years ago. I, like yeah. I've walked past like girls posing with something, and then like their boyfriend has got like the iPhone and the battery pack and the selfie stick and the fucking, you know, like, you know what I mean? And, and, and she's like, person was. she's I've like, yeah, like I never know who it is either, but I see it in New York. I see it. I saw some in Boston the other day and it's like, yeah, yeah. and it's like, wow, here you are with like, I'm assuming this is your boyfriend and like your idea of a good time is to have your boyfriend take pictures I of know. you to promote you to other people, not him. Like, yeah. Not like, hey, snap a picture. I want to send this home to, to Louie over there. It's like, oh, no, let me show everybody my ass. And uh, yeah. that's the benefit. And it's like we're getting into this weird space where, like, they're doing that with guitars now, where it's like some chick right. influencer girl guitar player, yep. and she's just got the neck betwixt her boobs, and it's like, well, what are we doing here? Like, <laughs> let's, I'm confused. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, stuff like that, the, uh, it doesn't have – 
a long lasting no. effect usually. So that's why it's it, the stuff that we're talking about. There, there's a fine line between working and being sort of fake and hoping that you're going to like being in it for what I think is not the right long lasting reason. You know, like I'm nice to people, not because I want to get something from them. I'm just nice to them. And if something good comes out of it, cool. If not, yeah, whatever. Right. You know, like when I met you, Justin, I'm not like, oh, I'm going to be nice to this guy. So maybe one day I can get on his podcast. You know, like right, right, right. I'm just nice to people. Right. So it is it it is sort of like a, you know, a dichotomy, I guess you could say to there's a pu- there's a push and pull with it. And sometimes people go too far one way. I always want to make sure that I'm grounded and honest and not mm-hmm. doing things for reasons other than doing good work and yep. fulfilling myself in, in life over wanting the fame or the, you know, 20 seconds of fame or whatever. Like, I don't care about that. That's not what I'm in it for. Yeah. And I don't think when you see people chase that, it I don't think it ever ends well. No. I, you know, I, I don't see it. And the people who are usually the best don't do that either. They're just the best. And they're like, hey, I'm out here doing my thing. Well, I mean, it's kind of like a callback. Our last week's episode with Mike Mangini, I'm, you know, when a guy like that tells you, like I said before, like, oh, there's still work to be done. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, if bro. he's doing it. Would it be, I, yeah. to be like, yep, I'm the shit. Da, da, da. No, he's like, I'm not. No, not there yet. You know, and, and, and I mean, you'll, you'll laugh at this. He said he said to me something along the lines of like, yeah, those drummers that are playing really fast. And I'm like, well, what are you doing? What do you, yeah. what do you, you know what I mean? Like, what the fuck are you doing if that's not really fast? You know, he's, he's, he's yeah. an awesome guy. But that's, uh, that's a good attitude to have, man. Yeah, it, well, it put it in me that like, hey, dude, I shouldn't even be here right now. I should be home working on something. <laughs> like, you know, I shouldn't even stay for the concert at this point. You know, I feel yeah. guilty. Um but uh, but yeah, man. Winding down here, I uh, I wanted to just uh, kind of give you a, a, an opportunity to, to talk about your podcast. Where can everybody see it? And uh, touch on something you guys have been talking about. There is like, what is the best way to support uh, Entheos and you know bands like like Entheos? Yeah. So uh, our podcast, Copper Crab Podcast. That's K O P E R, and then Crab with two B's. Two B, one P, yeah, two Cheney's B's. Cheney's last name is Crab C R A B B. But uh, yeah, it's on YouTube. We do a video version, and then also we do you know wherever you get wherever you get your podcasts on there, and it's just a podcast about life and being a musician. The stuff that we're talking about. It sounds like our podcasts are basically the, the same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we touch on a lot of the, a lot of the same stuff. Yeah, I mean the best way to support us, we don't do. Um, Patreons or any of the, uh, like uh, what's the other one Kickstarter or any of that kind of stuff. We just we do have a store um, right now. It's the Entheos has a store. Uh, it's on Big Cartel. You can just go on there, search Entheos, comes up. We got all kinds of stuff, so you can buy stuff on there. You can listen to music. You can I like like I said, I don't care. The more people we reach, the better. So I mean, you can show somebody the podcast or the band that's honestly the best thing you can do really and then um we're gonna start making some stuff to sell for the copper crab podcast like mugs and shit like that so that'll be up and, i'll be uh, ordering a mug dude i'm a sucker <laughs> for a mug those mugs baby <laughs> yeah i'll send you guys some yeah i mean i'm more into that model for me personally yeah. like i don't like the uh 
hey, we'll give you a little snip free, and then we're over here on, you got to pay to see it. I'd rather have the information help and reach as many people as possible. Yep. And if you want to support, you want to give back a little bit, cool, buy a mug, whatever. That's more the the model that I'm into for sure. Yeah, that, nice. that's uh, that's working for us for sure. Yeah, I mean, same way with anything. Show your friends, man. Yep, yeah, absolutely. Pass Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Naveen, thank you so much, my brother, for, for joining us here in the pod. And uh, I, I implore you guys, check out Anthios on, on Spotify, Apple Music. Uh, Thanks for having me, man. For check real. out the Copper Crab podcast. And uh, we'll definitely be having you back on soon, brother. Thank you very much. Dude, right on, man. Thanks, guys. Peace. Peace.